Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the Tale of Two Worms edition. Oh, mm. I um, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> this is very specific. Yes. Usually your, your openers are very like, today we are having fun or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Or today we're talking about something that happens to people. <laughs> and this is like... Yeah. I think we're talking about worms. We are talking about worms today. Are they in people's butts? Or is uh, that close? Some... Oh, <laughs> there we go. There we oh, go. yeah. They're in people. Back on track. They are in people because today is in between 100. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> another 100. Yeah. yeah, another 100. Still feels oh, my great. God. Today is a worm found in guy's eye. No. 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 <laughs> and another worm that could help fight cancer i love that yeah two tails so cool yeah but the other one was i'm I'm a little stressed about yeah yeah, i have to know everything Mm -hmm. but i am stressed uh i am jill chacha and i am with the very stressed marissa riley that's me i'm very stressed (laughs) all the time (laughs) oh my god yeah Today is a big fucking day. Yeah. It's a big day. I mean, I my face hurts already from smiling. I'm so excited. It's so, it's so exciting. Can you not, not believe it? Yes, Sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's thanks to you all. Uh, not only have we reached triple digits with episodes, we've finally reached triple digits with our lovable in-betweenies. It's fucking wild. <laughs> I knew we could do it, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> I knew we could do it. There's just so many stories about things and people. <laughs> God, I, I, I mean, there's just so I many. have no idea. It's never ending. There's at least 100, everyone. Yeah. At least. <laughs> the crazy thing is I think there's like another like oh, yeah. 600. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's so we're not going anywhere. Plenty of shit stuck in people uh, to last us. Last us? <laughs> a lifetime. <laughs> a lifetime. Last us a lifetime. Yeah. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome to the damn flock. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I really had no idea what we were going to talk about today. You would think after 100 episodes, I would be able to <laughs> kind of figure it out. Uh, only, chaos. Yeah, the chaos. The only thing I know is it's going to make me stressed and excited yeah. mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes, that's what we do here. Yeah. Stressed, excited. Uh, horrified, horrified, disgusted, educated, laugh screaming, <laughs> scream laughing, yes, occasionally crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're joining us for the first time again, welcome to the flock. Uh, you've got one hell of a back catalog to catch up on. Yes. Uh, we've got 100 plus episodes. Yes, those focus on one topic for like 30 minutes. Yes, now we've got 100 in betweenies. Yes each focusing on two smaller topics, and they're in between those episodes, and that's how in-betweenies were born. And if you do the math, that's over 300 topics. That's true. Did I get that right? <laughs> yes. We, we pepper in a few extras, because yeah. we like you guys, a few little bonus bits, but yeah. 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 Plus all the social media stuffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Jill's So much content. It so with, much content. With everything. Thank you, Jill, for Aww. For your Thank constant you for, Twitter. Thank you goodness. for constantly screaming. Your, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. That is not going to end anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So, in between these, we were born. Just a hundred 
fucking in betweenies ago. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, So speaking of things being born in weird places, uh, in the first half of the show, we have a classic WTI story. A man goes about his day and a parasitic worm ends up in his eye. Yeah, you know what? It happens. I, I, I am grossed out, but I'm I'm not as grossed out as I would have been a hundred episodes ago. Exactly. This happens, you guys. It's gonna <laughs> happen to all of us. We're all going to have a parasitic something or other mm. inside of us. It might be happening right now. That's true. To you. Yeah. To you. And uh, we'll leave you with that. Yeah. Um, in the second half of the show, another medical marvel, uh, but this time instead of harm. There's a worm researchers can use to actually help fight cancer in humans in the future. I'm legit excited. It's wild. I also just can't <laughs> imagine like being at the doctors like on the worst day of your life. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, okay, so this is going to sound crazy. How do you feel about <laughs> swallowing a worm? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And they're going to be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll say yes. Sign me up for the cancer worm. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Putting a worm inside people to kill cancer cells. And uh, we'll get into how all of that works after the break. But first, we have to travel back in time. Yes, we need to begin today's in between milestone by heading on over to what feels like a thousand years ago, 2014. Oh, my God. How does 2014 feel like longer ago yeah. than like 1992? Like, yeah, yeah. 2014. <laughs> what were we doing? Clubbing? What a simpler time. What is Obama was in office? Yeah. Raves? Was that still a thing? Or was that early 2000s? No, no, it's still happening. Still happening? <laughs> Molly like, was a you. thing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, tight pants mm-hmm. were like the biggest issue at the time. That's right. Skinny, that was a tough skinny one. Jeans. Yeah. That was a tough we one. all looked awesome. But yeah, and, and now we've moved on to uh, global chaos. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Just like skinny jeans. A different kind of skinny jeans. Different kinds. <laughs> That's why we don't wear skinny jeans anymore. We can't handle the chaos and the jean. That's right. <laughs> you have to breathe during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to breathe. Okay, yeah. anyways, enough about me. So, so, all right. So, it's 2014, and yeah. uh, we also happen to be within the beautiful subcontinent of India. And I wish I could narrow down where exactly... But the report, which was published in the January 2016 issue of BMJ Case Reports, doesn't reveal much. Ah, a secret. It is a secret. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But judging by what we're about to talk about, we're probably somewhere within the southern, more tropical areas. Put a pin oh. in that. Oh, yeah. So from what the details, from what details are provided, our patient was a wee 25-year-old man. A BB. Baby. A so. baby person. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, our resident ophthalmologist. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> uh, if you would, please tell us what that patient was experiencing, as reported by Carrie Nirenberg of LiveScience.com. Uh, nothing would make me happier other than the laugh I just had earlier that we're not <laughs> going to talk about. Okay. Anyways, quotes. When he went to the eye doctor, the man's left eye was painful and Red. Uh, he said he was seeing floaters, which are small specks, threads, or clouds that move in a person's field of vision. I see them every time I stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing the quote, he also had significantly reduced vision in that left eye. This all took place over a two-week period. Mm-hmm. The man also mentioned he felt like there was a shadow 
mm-hmm. inside the eye. You got it. And that something was also moving inside of it, blurring his vision. Oh, yeah. And, quote, yeah, there's a fucking alien in your eye, there man. There is. There is. There, how did you yeah. go two weeks? Two weeks like that. Like two that. Weeks. Oh, my God. I would have gone. Yeah, I would have gone I would two, have, weeks. two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I would have yeah, lived with it. I, I don't want to know. Like, know. It'll, it'll get better tomorrow. It'll, it'll dissolve, we'll give it, right? We'll give it till tomorrow. Yeah. I'll so. take an ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> so my friends, in just two weeks, our patient went from having a generally healthy left eye to a field of vision that's the thing of nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's take a moment to grasp just how clouded the man's vision became, okay? okay. After a simple eye chart test, you know, the type where you read a series of random letters decreasing in size? Yes, the pyramid. The yeah. yeah. There you go. So, well, after he took this test, his left eye registered 2160. That sounds bad. <laughs> is, yes. I know nothing about numbers. That uh, sounds terrible. That's a great question and comment. Uh, Jay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay Kevin McKinney, MD, an ophthalmologist and glaucoma specialist at the Eye Health Northwest is at Eye Health Northwest in Oregon City. Lots of so many syllables. words. God. Yeah. Anyway, this guy told AAO.org, <laughs> <laughs> quote, a person with 20-20 vision can see what an average individual can see on an eye chart when they're standing 20 feet away. Oh. If you have 20-30 vision, that means your vision is slightly worse than average. Okay. At 20 feet away, you can read letters most people can see from 30 feet. End quote. That's what those numbers mean? Yeah. I had no idea. I thought all this time it was a special, like, number of cells in the cornea (laughs) ranging from the pupus. (laughs) No, it's just damn feet away. It's It's just a few damn feet away from the goddamn wall. That's right. Things are simpler than you think, Uh, guys. God. So, my friends... The higher that second number, the worse your vision is. Yeah. So this man's eye test results were 2160. Yeah, that's that's bad. not good. That's not good. It's super unsettling. And so were the comments about floaters and the sensation of something moving around inside. Yeah. So, Dr. Marissa, it's time to take a peek in there. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take a look. We have to look. That's just what we do we here. We got to do it. Uh, so I'd like to show you a photo of the posterior or back of the eye. Uh, what do you see hanging out amongst the veins? Uh, and what of course, a, what a gross <laughs> sentence. That was disgusting. <laughs> but I, I, but yeah, I gotta see. Amongst the veins is a yeah. yeah what a what a sentence. Uh, yeah. So all photos we talk about today will be on our social media stuffs. So please come on by and take a look at this guy's eyeball. All right, here we go. Oh. <laughs> This is terrible. Yes. I have terrible news. Um, Okay. (laughs) So first of all, the way I'm looking at this eye is Uh, like uh, hard to describe. Yeah. It's the back of the eye. It's the back of the eye, which is something I never wanted to really know or see. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's like imagine like a big sphere Mm -hmm. and... um, and they're shining a light on the other side of it, so you can kind of see through your eye jelly. <laughs> sure. Let's go with it. And you can see little veins. It's like a big circle with veins in mm-hmm. it. That looks healthy, that part. Yeah, and that looks totally normal. Uh, you know, if you look in your own eyes right now, you'll see veins. Um, but you also see something else. 
Yeah. Um, around the veins, uh, which is a, a big ass worm. That's it's a big like, ass worm. I mean, it's not like, like big, like you can, it's, but it's like big. It's like, I can see it. <laughs> yes, it's like we, the size of one of those veins, but thicker. Yeah. It's, um, kind of it's coiled. Kinda, it's coiled. So I think if you stretch it out, that's just a bad eyeball to worm ratio. I think. Yeah. That's, that's my, uh, you know. And it's in the <clears> back. Opinion. Yeah. <laughs> there. Um, and it's in the ball. It is in the, it is in the ball. It is straight up in the ball. Put that on a tote. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the ball. <laughs> now everyone think about your Diagnosis. own eyes right now. <laughs> and just be grossed out. Oh, oh. so... Uh, Dr. Marissa, would you like to please read how the case report described what was found? Because that also should be on a tote. I, th- I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Okay. You ready? I, d- I don't want to read it, but I will. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. It was, and I quote, a fairly long live worm moving around in a haphazard and relentless manner throughout the vitreous cavity end quote um please excuse me while i go (laughs) that is disgusting haphazard and relentless manner is it on meth oh my god a meth had moved into your eyeball sorry i've been watching better call saul so yeah all i think about (laughs) So, so i bet you have a few questions like what the fuck how the fuck and why the fuck yeah so my friends may i introduce to you the Loa Loa Worm. That sounds beautiful. Yes. Why does that sound <laughs> so, gorgeous? It sounds like so much fun, but it's not. Um, no. Now, a few things about our squirmy friend. Uh, they're passed onto humans through the repeated bites of flies. Oh. Specifically, mango flies or mangrove flies. Uh, put a pin in that. Okay. Okay. Now, according to the CDC, the flies that pass on the parasite breed in certain rainforests, Uh, especially within West and Central Africa. But this guy was in India. So, Dr. Marissa, how in the world did he come into contact with these flies? What's the theory? Let's talk about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, his occupation as a fruit vendor may have increased his risk for infections as fruit flies may carry the parasite, said Dr. Bhagavat Nayak, an off ophthalmologist nailed it it, uh and eye surgeon at the center for ophthalmolic sciences in new delhi india nayak also co-authored the case report um okay so he works with fruit yeah he works works with with fruit fruit. and you know what else works with fruit fruit flies that have parasites so be it a lesson. Don't uh, <laughs> don't get near fruit. Don't eat it. <laughs> don't it's not worth fruit. it. It's full of sugar anyway. <laughs> That's right, my friends. That's the takeaway. That's right. Uh, these parasites may have hitched a ride on some infected, 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 infected fruit flies, and this poor guy just happened to go to work one day. Oh, yeah. So, how the hell does a full-grown loa loa worm end up in an eye anyway? Yeah. Like, is this a thing? Well, I'm happy to report 
No, the eyeball thing isn't that common. Okay. But worms and people are. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Here's how the worm's life cycle is supposed to go. Okay. Are we ready? Yes, I love this. Okay. Actually, I really I love hearing about worm life cycles. Okay. Here we it's go. It's wild. <laughs> it's just insane. Okay, so a fly, specifically yeah. one of two species, uh, C. silacea or C. dimidiata. Nice. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, they're flying around carrying third stage larvae and. That just means they're not quite adults. Yeah. <clears throat> they're almost there, not quite. Teens. Now, they're teens. They're in their late teens. Uh, when these flies land on a human and take a bite to suck on some sweet, sweet human blood, those larvae slip into the bite wound, and it's there under the skin. They grow into adults and breed. Your skin. Your skin. Your That's skin. Right. Mm-hmm. My skin. Yep. Your skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All skin. <laughs> we all skin for skin skin. We all skin <laughs> for skin. It sounds That's, very I'm moving on. silence of the lambs. <laughs> yeah. So, and good news, it gets better. Uh, the worms and their offspring use our blood flow to travel around. Fun. And they generally don't go very far from just beneath the surface of the skin. And that's because the offspring need to get back into the fly to successfully grow into third stage larvae. That's how they grow up. Uh, when a fly takes a bite of an infected person and sucks in the sweet, sweet larva-filled human blood, they can then go back inside the fly. Oh, this is so complicated. It's so complicated. This is too much to ask of a teen. It's just like, <laughs> and a parent, like, first drop your kid off at a water park and then... Hope for the best. Pick them up? <laughs> that meta- That analogy... Did not work. People do that all the time. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It's just a crazy. Yeah. So when the larva reaches the larva reaches a third stage inside the fly, it waits until the fly bites a human again, and the whole cycle continues. Basically. This is a terrible cycle. I think it's wild. they yeah. need to rework this. It's very specific. Yeah. Rebrand. <laughs> rework. Change it all. So for some reason, one worm and this one guy... Got a little confused. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Marissa, please tell us the theory as to how it ended up in his uh, left eyeball. I, I'm actually damn curious, so let's let's learn. Okay. <laughs> From LiveScience.com, quote, The worm might have migrated to the vitreous cavity where, uh, while still in its larva stage, either moving through blood vessels located in the eye or burrowing through the tissue layers of the eyeball, Nyack said it may then have grown once it got into the cavity, Mm. end quote. So instead of going back into a fly, it Went into an eye. There you go. That was a poem. It was a poem. Yeah. That was a poem. You're welcome. Put it World. on a mug. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on a uh, stitch pillow. There oh, you go. I like that. <laughs> Give it to your mom. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, when these worms don't get lost, uh, they can be killed with diethylcarbamazine. Okay. Uh, uh, if... In sure who I sorry it broke my brain. Did you hear that? It broke it, my brain. The diethylcarbazamine <laughs> would mind would have worked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the case of uh, in a severe case, uh, there's also al- albendazole. Albendazole. They're both medications, but in but this case it was tricky. Okay. So, Doctor Marissa, I'm calling on you again. Yes. Uh, what method was chosen, and was it successful to get Let's- rid of this worm? Let's talk about it. I'm nervous. Okay. From Live Science, quote, the young man's doctors decided to surgically remove the eye worm. 
<laughs> you got this. <laughs> Rather than use drugs that could have killed the worm inside the eye, mm -hmm. the doctors were concerned the drugs may cause toxic damage to the tissues in the retina and macula, the area of the retina responsible for central vision, and that could lead to blindness. Yeah. This is a lose-lose. Yeah. Um, two weeks after surgery, the fruit vendor reported that his vision had improved significantly and his floaters had disappeared, end quote. So that went well. Yeah. I would have to it, say if I was in the fruit vendor's like position yeah. and the doctor was like, so we're going to have to cut, I'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do whatever you got to do. Put me under. Don't ever tell me anything. Yeah. Tell me nothing. Yeah. I want no details. Put it on a piece of paper and hand it to a family <laughs> member. I never want to know what you do in there. I never want to know. It's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Yeah. So my friends. <laughs> the surgery was so successful. His vision improved to 2040. Nice. Round of applause. Those yes. doctors kicked ass. Yes. So, if you happen to be traveling to an area like West or Central Africa, yeah. ask if Loa Loa is an issue. Yeah. Uh, your risk of infection depends on the number of bites received, the number of infected flies in the area, and the length of your stay. You can slap on some DEET, wear long sleeves and pants, and you can even take some diethyl carbamazine uh, in advance. Sounds or, like a plan. Yeah, you could stay home too. I love that one better. <laughs> so, Godspeed. Easy. Uh, after the break. Yes. A foe turned friend yes that's right can you imagine taking one of these parasites and using it for good kind of yeah <laughs> some scientists did and it's fucking awesome yes stay tuned please do hey there i'm dylan lewis one of the hosts of motley full money each weekday on motley full money we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on wall street on weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, 
your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, researchers from Osaka University are thinking outside the box. Cool. <laughs> way, <laughs> way the fuck outside the box. Excellent. Um, and before we get into why, I'd like to quickly introduce a human-infecting nematode, a.k.a. a worm, okay. called Anisoxis simplex, or A-simplex. A-simplex. A-simplex for short, who colonizes our intestines after eating uncooked seafood. Oh, um, If that seafood is sprinkled with this parasite. Yeah, so. I've, I've probably got a few in there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uncooked seafood is, of course, a big thing in Japan, so this part of the world knows these microscopic worms really well. Well, at least we thought we did. Oh, okay. Okay, now how we look at these worms just may change thanks to Osaka University. Uh, Dr. Marissa, let's cut to the chase. What did researchers discover about A-simplex, and what are they going to do about it? Ooh! Yeah. All right, let's get into it. From the Research at Osaka University website, whose slogan is bringing happiness mm -hmm. to the world through research. Oh, my God. I, I, oh, I wasn't. You should have prepared me for that. Jeez, I'm going to uh, cry. It's a, great, it's a great website. It's wonderful. Um, anyways, from their awesome website, quote, A simplex has been reported to sense cancer potentially by detecting a cancer odor mm -hmm. and uh, to attach to cancerous tissues, says Wilden Mubarak, uh, first author on the study. This led uh, us to ask whether it could be used to deliver anti-cancer treatments directly to cancer cells within the human body. End quote. This yeah. is so cool. It's like... um. It's like a drug sniffing dog, except yeah. it's doing something good. You know, it's yeah. it's sniffing out. <laughs> it's not a narc. <laughs> it's not a narc. It's it's. I mean, to cancerous cells, it's a narc. But like, yeah, it's it's like Wild. a little friend, it's a tiny tiny Getting ass in friend, there, <laughs> smelling it out. That's right. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, my friends. The only thing this worm loves more than our intestines is a delicious clump of cancer cells. Wow. So. Wilden and fellow researchers, researchers, researchers. Wilden and fellow researchers got to thinking: if these worms travel to the, these cancer cells on their own, can we protect the worms from our autoimmune system, and can they deliver cancer therapy? <sighs> can they? Can they? There's only one way to find out. Yes. Let's do it. Put them in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Step one: get yourself some A simplex worms. Check. You got it. All right. Sushi on the way. That's right. Step two. Build a suit of armor so the worms don't die before their mission. Oh. And here's how they did it. Oh. From the Osaka site, uh, R-E-S-O-U dot Osaka dash U dot A-C dot J-P. Yep. Hope you wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, the researchers first developed a system for applying hydrogel sheaths to nematodes. Oh, my God. By dipping them in a series of solutions containing chemicals that bind together to create a gel-like layer 
all over their surface. Oh my god. I know. This process essentially custom fits a suit about 0.01 millimeter thick to the worm in about 20 minutes. Now, End quote. This, this is so exciting. I should be like referencing Marvel or something, but I am going <laughs> to reference everything Kim Kardashian has been wearing lately, which is like these skin tight cat suits. Yeah. Which like, I hate to say this, but I really like them. Don't like the person, do like the cat suits. <laughs> I, 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 I've been waiting for this yeah. to happen for years. Cat, cat suits cat are suits. awesome. Yeah. But anyways, these worms are wearing little cat suits exactly. that protect them. That's right. Protective onesie cat suits for the worms. So wonderful. It's really adorable. Yeah. So Dr. Marissa was step two successful. Oh, let's talk about it. All right. From the site, quote, the results were very clear, says Sinji Saki, senior author of the study. Quote, the sheaths did not in any way interfere with the worm's survival and were flexible enough to maintain the worm's motility and natural ability to seek out uh, attractive smells and chemical signals. End quote. And by attractive smells, we mm. mean gross, gross cancer. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So big success there. Uh, they're protected from our bodies, but what about the chemo they'll be carrying? Oh. How do you protect against that? Well, let's add armor to armor. Oh, backpacks. And there you go. Researchers added additional protective molecules and found that this too protected the worms from ultraviolet light and hydrogen peroxide. In sum, this is looking pretty good. Yeah. Quote, our findings suggest that nematodes could potentially be used to deliver functional cargo to a range of specific targets in the future, said Wilden Hubarak. Uh, which leads us to step three. Yes. Slap on that cancer-killing therapy. Yes. Dr. Marissa, did they reach this step? What's going to happen next? Oh, my God. Let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, no, not yet. God damn it. <laughs> However, quote, uh, given the adaptability of the hydrogel sheaths, uh, this worm-based delivery system holds promise not only for delivering anti-cancer drugs to tumor cells in patients, but it also has potential applications in other fields, such as delivering beneficial bacteria to plant roots. Yeah. From uh, End quote from the Osaka website. I am so excited right? about the future for the first time in years. <laughs> oh my God. It's Incredible. so simple. You just, why didn't I think of this? You take a worm, you put it in an outfit, you put it in another outfit, you put some a backpack of ca cancer killing stuff on it, and then you send it in your body. Duh. Done. Easy. It all makes sense. You solved so. cancer. We did it. You're we welcome. It. Everyone. We you heard it first <laughs> yes. here. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Obviously not. Uh, so my friends, before pumping these worms into people, a wee bit more has to be done in terms of safety. Like, yeah. like how do you get rid of them? <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. Uh, common treatment for anisakiasis, which is an infection, is everything from surgery to just waiting it out and waiting for them to die. So that kind of needs to be resolved. Yeah, I feel like there could be yeah. a better way. Although, yeah. I would rather live with a little yeah. worm inside of me than yeah. a, a big-ass cancer. Yeah, it's true. You know, you'd think about it all the time and be kind of grossed out, but that's better than yeah. the, the other one. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so far, though, things are looking great. I mean, who wouldn't mind a couple of well-suited assassins who eventually take one for the team? Godspeed, little worm. I like it. Yeah. It's like as if... Uh, 
Captain America ah, and here we go. Iron Man yes. were inside. Oh, let's not. Oh, uh, man. Geez, you know, oh. <laughs> no. That landing no. did not did happen. Not stick. Oh, no. no. <laughs> no. Just worms. Just, just worms. worms. Just worms in your body. Oh. <laughs> just worms. Let's move on. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Rating, subscribing, telling your friends about how worms are going to be in them, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. And about the other guy who had a worm in him, but it wasn't okay. And then it was. uh, It was okay. It worked out. Yeah. Never think of Marvel characters again. (laughs) Happy 100. Here's to uh, 100,000 more. I can't wait. (laughs) And please stay interesting. Please, please do.